in all the stories that I've ever read from church history, from different denominations. I'm talking about church history and particularly the Bible. That means more to me than anything else. The Bible. People received healing from God. And I've seen commentaries where they try to write that off and say that it's only just about our spiritual healing. I don't buy that for a minute. Because if a guy had a bad foot or he couldn't see and Jesus touched him or one of the apostles touched him, he got up and walked, he could see. People was raised from the dead. That's not just a spiritual thing happening. That's not just a spiritual healing. Yes, when we get out of here, if, if an earthquake was to come tonight and take us out, if you're a believer and a follower in Jesus Christ, we're in eternity with him, game's over. Done. If you ain't, well, we won't go there because it's not going to be fun for you. And so we're ready for that. We believe in that. That is a part of the prize that we're striving for. We want to do God's will every moment that we're here. Some, Brother Berkeley, thank God he's out tonight, but he comes in and he's just moving slow. He's hurting. And I don't want to get mean with God, but I want to say, why is our prayers not making a difference? I want him to be comforted. I want him to have peace. I would love, oh man, would I love to see that man take off like a sprinter in church. Would you love to see that? And I'm not talking about some super spirituality thing. I'm talking about a real healing and a touch of this man. If God were to touch him and those hips would be made whole as if he was an eight-year-old boy, I can tell you now he's going to have some joy. And those of us that know him, we're going to have some joy just seeing him be able to do that. And it won't be drawing attention to him. It'll be drawing attention to God for what he's done. And we have in the pulpits of America gotten to the place that we have taken that and laid it to the side. We don't like, we don't, but you know what? There's been some things that's been done that's been out, not, not God, but he's been blamed for it. But I want to know the reason why. I'm asking you because I don't have the answer for you. I know that the Bible says that God changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. When he made Adam, he is just like he was then. He has not changed. His ways have not changed. He is the same. When Jesus was walking this earth, He is the same. What happened? Now it's hot in here tonight, but it had nothing to do with 1932 when we had no heat, no air, no nothing. That, the setting had nothing to do with it. It had something to do with what was here. Sister D's got a problem in her back. Maybe muscle spasm. She's got a muscle in her back that is balled up like that. Hard enough you could break a brick on. And the doctors have been giving her medicine, but it hasn't made a difference. But I believe that tonight Jesus Christ can make the difference. He can touch her back and make her whole. Do we not get excited about that anymore? Maybe that's the problem. We don't get excited about God's healing hand anymore. We want to keep it hid. We want to say it's days of yesteryear. Well, guess what? What happened yesterday's gone. We got today to live. Jesus taught us and told us that to worry about today because it has its own troubles. If we live till tomorrow, then we do that tomorrow. We don't worry about any. We worry about following the Lord. 
When Jesus in Matthew 27 and 26 then released he Barabbas unto them. This was Pontius Pilate. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Crucifixion was when he went to death. They, that's where he died. And three days later he rose again to say, I've even got the power over that. But the first thing that happened was the scourging. We saw the Mel Gibson movie. If you haven't seen that movie, I don't care if you're 15. Your moms and dads can tell you, but you need to see it to understand and know what Jesus went through as best that can be done by Hollywood standards. But the beating that he took was for our healing. Let me read this for you. I want to say it exactly right. In Isaiah 53 and 5 it says, But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Peter went along and he saw what happened to Jesus. He went along in 1 Peter 2 and 24, Who his own self bare our sins in his body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. So you've got to get this picture in your mind that when they decided that they wanted Barabbas be released because they didn't like Jesus, Jesus was upsetting the apple cart for the religious leaders, showing them for what they were. Boy, does that not res uh, resonate today. And he took him, they took him, and they put him into a place where there was a pole there. I think Mel Gibson's... Uh, uh, rendition is pretty accurate, a whipping post, and they tied him there with his hands there so he couldn't run away. Can you imagine getting ready to get beaten? You'd be trying to do it. You remember when you used to whip your kids or get a whipping? Dad would have me by the arm, and I could run a thousand miles an hour in a circle, and he'd just follow me. I couldn't get away from it. But can you imagine Jesus? He's strapped there. And not only is he strapped there, because you remember this, Whenever they come to get him in the garden, you remember Malchus, the high priest, of, of, uh, I can't remember the word that it was, but he was his, his right-hand man, Malchus. And Peter, you know, yanked his sword out and chopped his ear off. And Jesus said, what are you doing? Put that away. We don't need that. Don't you realize that I can call on all these angels of heaven, a legion of angels, and they'll be here for me in just a moment? Now, a legion is a whole bunch. Six to eight hundred soldiers. Am I right about that, Randy, somewhere there? Yeah, 10,000 angels. And one angel we know back in the Old Testament whooped up on 185,000 men. Now, you can do the math on that. It's way bigger than my head can go. But that's a lot. A lot more than the people that's walking this earth. So he had enough angels to be able to come and take care of business, but he had to go through what he did, and he touched this man and he healed him. One of the reasons he had to heal him was, well, Peter had attacked a temple guard, man. He, he could have been crucified too. I don't want to get sidetracked here, but they took him in and they beat him. They use what they call a cat of nine tails. It's a stick about yay long that's got these straps from it. 
that's got this glass and bone and all this stuff, and you saw in the movie, if you saw the movie, it was a shredder, basically. And these guys didn't whip easy, boy. They went. They was trying to bring about business. I read one time that what they did was it, by the time they were done, that a man's insides could be falling out of him. Now, folks, I'm asked that. I say that to ask this question: Jesus took that pain so that we could receive healing. And we, as Pentecostals, we really go along with that a lot. But I want to know, why are we not seeing these kinds of things anymore? Why does my mother-in-law have to be laying there with cancer killing her and the family having to watch? I know she's going to die if Jesus tarries. We all are. These bodies are going to wear out. But nothing says that we have to go away by some bad disease that is just going to mar us and hurt us. And I believe that His will is perfect. But His will also says that by His stripes ye are healed. Do we not believe that anymore? Does it not excite us? Does we not wonder? We sit in church with our cell phones. We sit in church talking to our friends. We sit in church snoozing and napping. Does this kind of thing not make us stirred in our spirits anymore? And to go along with what these people say that... that, uh, this, this is for spiritual healing. Those are people that don't like to have the movement of the Spirit. I want the Spirit of God to move, but I want Him to be real. And I want to be able to take and see that walker standing over here and this man just skippity-doing on out the, out the door, heading to the car. And I believe it can happen. Let me ask you, do you believe it? Raise your hands if you do. Let's stand in confirmation tonight if we believe that. Now, if I'd have just asked you if the Clippers were going to win the NBA Finals, I'd have probably heard, "Woo!" you know, people would have been going crazy. I asked you, do you believe that God can still heal tonight? Do we really believe it or is it something we stand on because we heard somebody else say it? Do we have it in our spirits? Do we have it in our hearts? It's not about what we do, but it's all about what He does. It can't be our platform that's going to lift us up. It has to be the platform that lifts Jesus Christ up and what He did on the cross. Sister D, if God touches you tonight and brings healing, it is so that He receives the glory. Not Huddleston Church, not Pastor Ken, not Danny if He laid hands on you, but on God and God alone. Only Him. Not on our particular church group or what we believe, but all about Jesus. It says here, I, I pulled up these words. Iaomi uh, is the word that is used for healing in, in the book of Peter. And here is what the, the definition is. It says to heal and to make hold literally in our bodies. Rawfall is the word that is used back in Isaiah. And it means, and this is a Hebrew word, and it means to cure, as in by a physician, talking about physical healing in our bodies. I believe that God can touch us tonight. I believe He can touch the people because He, you know, He don't respect Peter and Paul and those guys any more than He does us. 
Now, they may have had stronger faith. They saw these things. Peter particularly saw this. He saw what Jesus went through. And whenever he was re-quoting the scripture from Isaiah, it meant something to him. He wore a crown of thorns on his head for our minds. Ninety bucks an hour and some Prozac ain't the problem. It's not the cure. It takes some Jesus in the heart. It takes the hand of God to make the difference. And don't, 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 don't talk to me about knocking stuff. I'm putting Jesus up on the pedestal today. Well, that things, those things that got their place, I suppose. I'm almost to the point I'm not there anymore. I just want Jesus to do what he's got to do. Because I believe that he can. I believe that he can. Brother Jesse, do you believe that? You don't come from my background. Do you really believe that? Okay. He does. But we love Jesus, and that's all we need, right? That keeps me and you together just like this. Because we want his truth. Because his truth is the only truth. Amen. So tonight when we pray, I want to know if you're bold enough to come up and stand and pray with somebody or for somebody as the Lord leads you, as we learned this morning. we got to do what he says. We can't make something happen. Oh, we can make an atmosphere happen. We can get Sister Susie up here and let her shaky voice come on up and do some amazing grace and the piano going crazy and we can get into an emotional place. But I want to see Brother Berkeley have healing in his legs. You understand what I'm talking about? I'm not trying to knock anything. I'm saying I want to see God work. I don't want us to set up some kind of atmosphere so we walk away and feel good and remember yesteryear. I want to remember today. I want to see those things I'd love more than anything, Brother Berkeley, to take that walker of yours and just nail it up here on the wall. As a reminder to us what God did on May the 3rd, 2015. We won't worship it, but we will remember that moment. We won't live there, but we will remember that moment so that tomorrow we can stand on those same promises. That's what the Bible's about, standing on the promises of God. We sing a song and get happy about it, standing on the promises of God. You've got your prayer requests. You've got your cards. I want to ask if you're bold enough. Ken, I, Ken gets in trouble all the time doing stuff like this, but it is what it is. Folks, this thing's coming to an end and soon, so it's time to pull out the stops and start and stop modicoddling. If you don't believe, then stay in your seat. If you do believe, get up and come. If you need healing, get up and come. And tonight we're going to pray over these requests as you, wherever you are. You do it however the Spirit leads you. I'm not going to tell you, well, now we're going to go and pray for the request. You got it in your hand. But if you need a touch from God tonight, and if you believe in the power of God's healing hand, I want to see him work tonight. I want to give him that opportunity. Amen. Let's come.